Hello and welcome. This is Modern Beers and 90s Nostalgia. Happy New Year. Uh, this is episode 60, and this is our new format. We'll see how this pans out. But uh, in this episode, I'm joined by my wife, and we discuss Mission Impossible, and we drink two different chocolate peanut butter porters. I should say, I drink two different chocolate peanut butter porters. Erica tries one and never finishes it. Uh, gets a little off rails sometimes, but you know how I do. Uh, really funny though. I hope you guys enjoy it. And if you have comments, feedback, or want to share anything else, you can reach out at beers and nineties on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or email me beers and nineties at gmail.com. Both of those are B E E R S A N D nine zero S. Hope you enjoy the episode. This is episode 60 starting now. sure yeah i uh so for those listening at home let me take my seat yeah sit down lamb sit down boy what you think you're doing here boy no (laughs) too angry and cowboyish yeah i've been playing a lot of red dead redemption too Mm. got a little bit of the cowboy going Mm -hmm. i know i'm curious about this because for those of you at home now I'm curious is if this is leaking. Um, leaking? I, I just had a chocolate... I went to the store. A Nino Savaggio's. We went to the new Nino Savaggio's in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. Never have I felt so poor in my life. It's very <laughs> expensive and my favorite grocery store of all time. It's her favorite, guys. Except for Whole Foods. Except for Whole Foods, guys. But I just... Uh, they had two chocolate peanut butter porters... And so, obviously, I got both of them. He spent $25 on beer this afternoon. I spent $25 on a four-pack. I know. <laughs> For two six-packs. That's not too bad. But I wanted to try this other one. Um, I'm not going to tell you what I drank already, because I'm not going to drink it on the episode. <laughs> that was awkward. I had a little burp there. But this that I'm about to drink. Nutter cup. <laughs> uh, Brewlink Brewing Company. Which is at a Plainfield, Indiana. Where'd you nut in a cup? Indiana is one of those places that's really a pain in the ass to buy beer. Damn Mike Pence. Yeah, it is his fault. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like strip club billboards every 20 feet on the freeway, but beer, God forbid. Well, so the beer thing is uh, oh, it's so frustrating. You can't buy cold beer. Beer, there's no, there's, you can't have beer coolers in your grocery stores. Yeah, you can probably get a gun immediately, but in Indiana, there's probably no waiting period. But God forbid you can buy cold beer. 
the damage you could do with this cold beer. All right, I'm gonna try it. Yeah, this is as Erica said. Nutter cup. I mean, how else do you say nutter cup except for nutter cup? It's got a picture of a peanut that's chopped in half with his face all sad, and it says, "Peanuts died to make this beer awesome." I think that's how you're supposed to read it. This doesn't have as strong a scent as that at last one. No. Also, I'm really stuffy, so you never know. You get the peanut butter more towards the end. And it's really good. Yeah. I think it's really good. No, it's not bad. I just, you know. I feel like you spent $15 on it. You better love it. No, it's a, so it's a porter instead of a stout, which I like because it's not as heavy. But uh, I, anything that's peanut buttery, I always wish it was like stronger. I don't know. I think maybe that's your stuffy taste buds. I definitely, it's more on like the end for sure, but I definitely taste peanut butter. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, and I get the chocolate too. Mm-hmm. It's like an off-brand Reese's peanut butter. Yeah, cup. I get the chocolate more than anything. I, I guess I expected it to be a little sweeter. Actually, the number one flavor that I'm getting from it is the beer flavor. Uh, the beer. Ha! <laughs> this is a beer. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, don't tell me. Wait a second. This is a beer, people. Hold on. <laughs> Let me take the blindfold off. <laughs> you, oh, it you've was given a me a beer. <laughs> it was a beer all along. I knew it. I should have said something. <laughs> Actually, that's a lager. <laughs> that's an ale. Yeah. Silly. I am drinking uh, <laughs> a claret. Oh, yes. I'm not drinking a Pinot Noir. Nor are you drinking a wine from a box. We've yeah. moved up in the, in the household. Yes. Um, and tonight we're going to be talking sorry did you want to talk about your wine (laughs) it's really good it's the coppola claret any relation to francis ford coppola the one and the same justin thank you for asking filmmaker and a winemaker Mm -hmm. and it's one of my favorite wines and there's actually a michigan brewery um in traverse i think it's bowers harbor they're the ones with the dog as like their mascot are there, it's you know, a winery? Yeah, it's a winery. A no, I'm sorry. Did I say brewery? Okay. <laughs> winery. Like, There's a winery in Traverse. I think it's called Bowers Harbor. And they have a really good claret, too. Um, claret. Claret. Not, not a kind of wine you see very often. Right. But it's uh, the Coppola is very, very good. It's in the gold netting, you know, like people yeah, uh, can recognize it. I took it. it off for you, and I crushed it into a tiny golden metal ball. Thank you. It's pretty neat. I made jewelry out of it. <laughs> Your earrings are beautiful. Was crafting, Justin. crafting all day. It's really nice. Um, so this topic tonight, Mission Impossible. Sounds just you. I don't know if you thought that Justin just like copy and pasted in or whatever you do. Dropped the actual song. The actual song, but that was me. How's it go again? Right. Can you do the other part of it? Yep, that's it. Uh, (laughs) But we picked this because the new one came out recently. Mm -hmm. Fallout, right? Yeah. And it has like 90-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, guys, I just found out recently, 
every time I bring up a movie, Erica's been talking about the Rotten Tomatoes score, and I realized it must be genetic because her brother does the same thing. <laughs> oh, no. As you know from my previous movie reviews, I don't care what people say. No, I watch have, everything. You have terrible taste in movies. <laughs> um, but we, we wanted to watch Fallout, but then I convinced her that we need to watch the previous five movies first because uh, just because some of the characters stay the same. Um, Namely Tom Cruise. What? What? Well, they reference like his wife and, yeah, you know, like. So it's 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 fun to know that stuff. You don't have. I would say you don't have to watch no, every single not. one, I'm sure. They wouldn't make as much money if you did. Yeah. But, you know, it's a it was like a challenge accepted situation yeah. over the Christmas break. And the first one uh, mm-hmm. came out in May 22nd, 1996. How convenient for oh, us. Oh, right, hmm. in 1996. When I think I saw this at Clarkston Cinema when it was still open in my hometown. Small little cinema. Only had one screen. <laughs> that, was a fun, that was a fun time. Um, it had an $80 million budget. It grossed $457 million. It was the third highest grossing film in 96. I know what you're going to ask me, Justin. What were one and two? Yeah. I don't know. I forgot to look it up. Like Forrest Gump or something? <laughs> oh, I mean, maybe. I think Forrest Gump was 95, though. I feel like Mission Impossible should have been the first highest grossing film. Um, but whatever. Maybe. Uh, it was such, I mean, it's such a good movie. It totally holds up. Yeah. There's uh, there's some hairstyles in a couple of them that don't. Listen. But uh, director, Brian De Palma. Tom Cruise was a producer as well as Paula Wagner. His piece on the side. I actually don't know anything about Paula Wagner. How dare you? He was married to Nicole Kidman during this time. And Paula Wagner. No. And the screenwriters, David Cope and Robert Town. Obviously, this is based on the TV show Mission Impossible, which ran for, what, like seven or eight years or something. No idea. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It was a long time ago. Not in the 90s. Well, yeah. I guess it was like 60s, 70s or something. And then I got a reboot in the 80s, which I didn't even know about. Uh, I'm sure that was a pile of garbage, (laughs) as was everything in the 80s. So, no. I mean, I can't say whether or not it was. But Mission Impossible was filled with stars from around the world. <laughs> and actually, out of this list, I think I know three or four names. That's about Kristen it. Kristen Scott Thomas. We're not there yet. Okay. But uh, Tom Cruise, obviously, is mm-hmm. Ethan Hunt. Mm-hmm. John Voigt as Jim Phelps. He has gotten real crazy <laughs> as of late. Emmanuel Bert. Uh-huh. Emmanuel Bert. Emmanuel. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Women, am I right? Uh, Ving Rames. Soup, Vanessa Redgrave, Henry Zerny, Gene Reno. Once again, so far I've known the first like three and I'm done. Uh, <laughs> Kristen Scott Thomas. Am I supposed to know who that is? The English patient, Justin. Once again, period piece, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Not, not a fan. We, Erica wants to see period piece movies and I'm, I'm not all about it. She's watching Outlander right now. You know how it is. I'm trying to get through it. It's super boring right now. But. Oh, that's because they're in America. Not mm. yet. Oh, spoiler. Um, <laughs> Emilio Estevez. Now that's a name I know. There we go. Uh, there's a name I can't pronounce. Ingeborga Dapunkenite <laughs> as Hannah Williams. <laughs> sure, Ingeborga. Oh, my God. Ingeborga Dapkunete. That is some German shit. Uh, Carl Dobry, spelled very European. Marcel Yulis. <laughs> Did I say that right? Yulis? 
no Marcel Jules. Let's move on. Uh, Rolf Saxon, Olgar Fedoro, and Dale Die. I'm guessing Dale died. Probably. Am I right? Can I get a hell yeah? Um, Tom Cruise and Ving Rhames are the only two characters that appear in all six movies. That's cool. Ving Rhames was cast as the computer hacker IT character because they were like, who's the least likely to be a computer hacker IT character? This giant dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a scrawny little white guy. He's yeah. a gigantic, large black man. Correct. <laughs> uh, and then John Voight's character, Jim Phelps, was the only character from the original TV show. And it's funny that you said that that probably sucked about the 80s reboot because mm-hmm. uh, everyone involved, that's the only character they kept over uh, from the original TV show into the movie. Mm-hmm. And everyone involved in the TV show, all the like big names, especially the people that played Jim Phelps, hated the movie some of them walked out in the middle of it rude because if you remember this movie john voight turns out he's a bad guy mm-hmm. uh, like i feel like every mission impossible movie is like whoever the leader is of whatever crew turns Spoiler. out it <laughs> just ends up like that's the running thing yeah um but jim phelps was like the beloved leader guy in the show and mm-hmm. so Everyone was appalled. Like big, fa- like big Mission Impossible fans were really upset about it. Oh my god, poons, all of them. <laughs> Freaking poons. <laughs> Freaking poons. Poons. <laughs> I have to say that when I first saw this movie, I was like, "Whoa, technology is crazy." Whoa. It was like the. It was really the first movie that I saw where. People were doing things with technology. I don't think I had seen... I don't know if Hackers had come out yet. But where I had seen people... Hackers was out. You know, using technology Give us the way. disc and we'll give you your life back. Oh, God. We... Don't even get me started on that movie. How dare you bring that up right now? Sorry. I'm all distracted. <laughs> <laughs> I have like 12,000 things to say about the net. Mozart's ghost! Yes. See? You fucked up. Sorry. but i remember watching this movie as like a 12 year old or whatever and just thinking whoa like technology man this is this gum can blow this oh the gum yeah Yeah, that was my favorite thing in the movie (laughs) he's like oh yeah gum i don't know what his line is i'm sure he has a line together yeah you press the red side Mm -hmm. the blue side together Mm -hmm. and it's an explosive and then he pushes it up against the aquarium or whatever And the whole thing. Oh, so, so good. That scene. I have something on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll just read this. My, I'll read my little fun fact. And then I'll say uh, other things because I don't know if it's all on here. But yeah, the scene and where the where the water tank explodes and Ethan Hunt escapes from Aquarium Restaurant. Uh, we're shot at two different locations. The tank explosion and his jump through the restaurant window. We're shot at Paramount Studios. And then the portion of the scene where he's running into the street with the water running behind him were actually shot in Prague's Old Town Square. That's cool. That's uh, cool they actually did that, that here's, shot. Here's right a there. fun fact. Like, as we all know now, and I wonder how when this started, like, uh, but Tom Cruise does his own stunts. Yeah. Uh, like, to an insane degree. Scientology is powerful. <laughs> <laughs> it gives you superpowers. <laughs> But I and I don't know when it started. Maybe he was like pretending he was in an airplane in Top Gun, and he was like Tom Cruise, can you fly around for me? Yes, yes, I can. Yeah, he definitely just has like he's uh, an adrenaline junkie, obviously. Yeah, 
So that scene with the that famous scene where the tank blows up, mm-hmm. they shot that in the studio. They used a stunt guy, and they were because they were worried that glass was going to get everywhere. Tom Cruise as the producer okayed for there to be three like giant tanks of water above them, as well as that one behind them. So it was I think I think they read like sixty thousand gallons of water. Jeez, and they did it with a stunt guy. And it was not convincing. So Tom Cruise was like, well, I'm going to do it then. I'm going in. Even though he was like, there's a likelihood that he could drown. I'm going clear and I'm going in. Let's do this. So yeah, he did that scene himself. That was him getting uh, running out of exploding fish tanks. I have to say, for as terrible as Tom Cruise is as a person, because he (laughs) could single-handedly end Scientology, which is an awful cult. I am so glad that he does these movies because they're so entertaining. <laughs> He's a good actor, man. That bastard. He's so talented. And I am not a big action movie person. And we've obviously watched four out of the six um, so far. But, oh, God, they're all Ugh. so good. Excuse Ew. me. God, how dare you? <laughs> I was going somewhere with that. You can keep going. I mean, he just is so... He's such an obvious badass, even though he's like teeny tiny. He's like 5'8", little known fact. and But he's just very, just he has such a screen presence, you yeah. know, and the fact that he's doing all of the all of his own stunts is just incredible. Well, one of the crazy. actresses, it might have been Kristen Scott Thomas, or maybe it was Ingeborga Depkunt. Ingeborga Depkunti. They were in an interview and... You're like, yeah, I die in the first 25 minutes, but it's okay because I die in Tom Cruise's arms. Uh, so I was watching these movies with you. Yes. And like, he's he's a reasonably attractive man, sure. Sure, post braces, way more. So, mm-hmm. but uh, he's got quite a big schnoz. Yeah. He's got a big nose. Yes. Not everything needs to be tiny and perfect. And well, it's just funny. Like, uh, I guess in today's Hollywood standards. That just seems like that would be a feature that would make people less think of him as a, I don't know, a heartthrob. I don't know. People pick apart everything now. Well, I think people have always picked apart things. It just happens in real time now. So we see it. You know, it's not like you have to go to the grocery store and get your copy of whatever magazine and you know you can just go through the youtube comments you're just yeah on instagram <laughs> or on twitter or, you know everything's real time so you see it a lot more but i think people have always been that way i don't think that's some recent human development i think we've always been shitty but <laughs> no i think people's faces i think to say oh big noses aren't attractive it's like I think individual people, like I have a big nose. I think I'm cute. I have a giant nose. Yeah, and I think you're extremely attractive. I have big lips, I'm but super my ears are small. I need you to stop talking about yourself. Um, but I just think it's so silly to say, oh, this particular feature in general I don't like. It's like a lot of different things can work on someone's face that wouldn't necessarily fit whatever concept you think you're thinking about right now yeah i'm just projecting that's all it is yeah you need to like get over it (laughs) you're 35 man i'm gonna take a beer break where i open the other chocolate peanut butter stout how exciting and i'm gonna finish the two ounces of beer that you gave me from the start (laughs) this is good though public service announcement don't drink this yeah, you're 
You're not going to open that, are you? No. Oh. Tell everybody what it is. So this is a Shorts Brew Hurry. Um, spruce Pilsner. It says Imperial Pilsner brewed with spruce needles, which sounds terrible. Um, aromatic Earth Brew. That <laughs> sounds also terrible. Of the resinous Piscia. Piscia. Pungens and Humulus Lupulus. Okay, they did that just to fuck with people. They were like, I know. Let's get real deciduous on these people. See how it turns out. But it's like, is that the one that's like 100% alcohol? No. Oh, you just don't like it. No, you're thinking of Batch 5000. Yeah. I don't like that one because it tastes like I'm drinking a pine tree. <laughs> well, I feel like they gave you enough fucking warnings. The fact that you didn't figure that out on your own is your fault. Well, they put so many subtlety flavors in, in things. They could not be more explicit. It's brewed with spruce needles. Yeah. This and then is it brewed... had like a bunch of like forest words in its description. Pretty sure those were hops. I don't care. I'm just saying that the whole thing was like, hi, I'm basically like eating a Christmas tree. FYI, you're fucking eating a Christmas tree. Well, I mean, geez, man. Bonkers walls. hold your hand while they, while you buy a beer too. Can they? I mean, maybe. If I could get an assistant, (laughs) I think I could really make some good decisions. Wait, why am I here? That's not what I'm doing. No, you're an enabler. <laughs> you help me make bad decisions. Hey, I if I had been around, I would not have let you bought that dumb beer. It was in a sample 12-pack. You wouldn't have even known it was there. Gotcha. You would have said, oh, Justin, this has a bunch of different ones. Why don't you get this? And then I would have said yes. And then I would have drank all of them except for those. I only do that when it's like holiday beer. My dad used to get the um, shit. What was it? My dad used to get the The Sam Adams... Too holiday 12 packs or whatever yeah. you know yeah, yeah. and they had like three yeah why don't they kind. do that anymore pardon they don't do that anymore i i don't know maybe He's, you're just yeah, not remember, looking for it I remember, no i mean i, I mean my dad it. doesn't buy it anymore because he just really doesn't drink because he's all yeah. old but <laughs> <laughs> no yeah but, I, uh, um he used to always get that at christmas time yeah and so i'm very used to there being like christmas or winter themed beers it just has like this weird sentimental value and my dad would always, because he, he's never been, like, a huge drinker around us, but he'd always, like, give them to people when they came over, and they would, like, try all the different kinds, and it was yeah. a thing. Oh, well, yeah, I did that. Yeah. Many, many times. Yeah. Many so, Christmases. Mm-hmm. So, I just have a very, I have, like, an affinity for, I know we're, like, way off topic, but. That's okay. It is about beer. Yes. And so. this is uh, another chocolate peanut butter porter. Oh, but that's not what I'm drinking. No. Okay. You're still drinking the old one. Mm-hmm. Uh but this one is, in my opinion, better. And I'll let you decide for yourself if you ever get to that point. <laughs> this is from Horny Goat Brewing Company. Hate it. Hate it. Hate the name. Why? I, I, I just don't like the word horny. I'm offended. <laughs> Keep your opinions to yourself. Why is it an opinion? No one cares about your... Hold on, I think we need to talk about this. Horny goat is actually about a goat with horns. Oh. Horny toad, a toad with horns. Gotcha. Okay. (laughs) Horny guy, a guy with horns. (laughs) A guy with a boner. (laughs) That's his horn. It should be horned goat. A horned goat. Or horned toad. 
He's like, oh, I caught myself a horned toad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Moment of truth. Well, this is my second one, so I already right. know it's better. <laughs> so it's great. We love it. So, yeah, you know this, you get more peanut butter on it, and it's just, it's got a better flavor, in my opinion. Erica will never know, because she'll never finish her first one. Correct. That's okay. And by first one, you mean first two ounces that you poured me. That's correct. Not like a full beer. <laughs> that is also correct. <laughs> um, jumping back to the movie. Yeah. Mission Impossible. Tell you what, finishing this podcast, that's Mission Impossible. <laughs> um. The other famous scene from this that has been used in countless so 90s many. movies yeah. <laughs> is parodies. I think they did it in Austin Powers. I don't know. Um, there were so many Austin Powers. Yeah. No, but I think that what's the one he goes to space? Is that, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, goes to the moon. Um, Sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their heads. The scene where Tom Cruise drops from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And, and his like, little sweat bead. Yeah. yeah. But he, he lands it. like inches from the floor and can't mm-hmm. set off anything and if the temperature changes it's crazy yep. um so i found out when i was looking this up apparently when they were trying to film that every time they did it he hit his head on the floor awesome and they had to put coins in his shoes to counterbalance him that's so random yeah you think they could just do ankle weights but you probably see that on camera so they had to come up with a way to that showed on camera. Yes, they put coins in his shoes. What a weirdo. It gives a new name to Penny Loafers, doesn't it? That whole movie, all those scenes that are so iconic, I, I really genuinely remember being like a 12-year-old. Like, we rented it or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know? My parents were not going to spend money taking us idiots to the theater. And, um, you know, just watching it at home and just... Obviously, I was not that into action movies just as a 12-year-old girl. But I loved that movie. It was pretty badass. Yeah. And all the little gadgets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Cruise said like he wanted to do this. He wanted to make this movie because of all the little gadgets. Well, just the fact that they would be like, your mission should you choose to accept it. Yeah. And they go through the whole thing. And then it like self-destructs. This message will self-destruct so cool. in five seconds. Super cool. I like a later movie. He he, does, he uses like an old payphone mm-hmm. to get his mission. This was and in then Ghost it says, Protocol. Yeah, he says, it's supposed to self-destruct and then nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And he like hits it and then, <laughs> and then it's, it just, it's just so old. It just, yeah. Self-destruct mechanism is a little faulty. I did not. I know it's in the 2000s, but I was not as... Ghost Protocol so far has been my least favorite. Yeah. Uh, mission Impossible 2 actually came out just out of this podcast in the year 2000 and that's the one where he has the super long hair and rides around on the motorcycle yeah that was also iffy Um, with the hair (laughs) but i was working at blockbuster video when that came out so it was very exciting my favorite one is the one that was directed by jj abrams the third third one that was my favorite jj abrams didn't do ghost protocol Mm -mm. rogue nation is next and then fallout Dun, dun, dun. You can watch Tom Cruise actually break his ankle. Yeah. Pretty cool. That's right. Um, so there's a couple like technical facts about this movie that I found were pretty interesting. Uh, it's the first film to have a release of over 3,000 theaters in the U.S. So I, I, it's literally, I mean, it literally had the biggest release of any movie ever until that time. I have no concept of what 3,000 theaters means. Like, I don't know. There's well, I guess we states. break it down. Yeah, 50 states. Um I'm going to do this math real quick. Sure. (laughs) Um, Just use your phone. 
give so up. It's 60 theaters per state on average. What? 60 times 50 is 3,000? Yeah. Or 300? No, it's 3,000. Okay. Six times 50 is 300. <laughs> Whatever. I have a history degree. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I have two community college degrees. Hey. Um, this was, this is like nerd facts, but I was super excited about this. This is the last motion picture from a major studio to be released for home video on Betamax video cassette. Yeah, Betamax. Yeah. I never owned one. Never even knew what it was. But until... when I was in like AV and shit like that, oh, you found out what Betamax was. And we were like, what are these giant cassettes? I think I learned about it in like, um, you know, when VH1 or MTV or whatever did the I Pop Love the Up 80s. Video. No, did oh. like where they'd interview people about decades, like each year and yeah, things yeah. that happened. That was a really big thing um, for a few years. And they did the 80s and the 90s. Um, I think that's when I learned about Betamax was like on the eighties. That other show that they did. My parents, you guys used to watch, maybe it was on E, maybe it was VH1. All the comedians that are now big, like they used to, uh, what was it called? You know what I'm talking about? They'd all riff about crap. Best week ever. Oh yeah. Best week ever. I forgot about best week ever. That's a good show. So good. Um, and then this is different than any other mission impossible movie going forward since then. But yeah. there are only five gunshots in the entire movie, none of which are fired by Ethan Hunt, Tom Cruise's character. Um, there's straight up gun battles in like every other movie. Yeah, he like has to race to a car while they're bombing him from a helicopter on <laughs> a bridge over an ocean with civilians on it like people are just dying and yeah, he has to like badass. run to the suburban and get one of those like huge machine guns, machine guns. Yeah. that's like one of the things he has to do this so is he in can a much shoot. later movie yeah so he so yes it, it changed drastically as you moved on yeah um and there's only only seven people die in this movie oh whereas only i feel seven? like I feel that's like a lot of people in later movies, they like break into a security complex and kill like twenty. Well, seven people, people and probably at least forty fish from that like fish tank. Not actually died. I know, Justin. <laughs> it's called a joke, dummy. Because those fish actually died. Sorry. Sorry. Those are actually lobster tanks at that restaurant. Whatever. So. Couldn't have been fish. Unless they were there for the lobsters. Uh, but yeah, this this is went on to be a super successful franchise. It's it's spun off into what is it? How many years later? Now it's twenty eighteen well, is when Fallout yeah, came out. So, so. twenty two late twenty two years later, yeah. it's the the same cast mm-hmm. still making the same movies. Um and this one's supposed to be the best one yet, which where I'm excited to see. We probably yeah. won't get to it till tomorrow or next weekend yeah. or something. But. I will say that if you have some time, because we were both like working from home the week between Christmas and New Year's, just the way the days fall is really True nice. Story. And so we just had a lot of downtime. It was really nice to revisit. Well, I don't even think it was that. I think we could have still been working in the office. We did it all. We watched them all at night because every show we watch is on hiatus. <laughs> That's true. But I'm just saying I'm more likely to watch a movie when I have, like, nothing to do. Yeah. I'm more likely to watch a movie if I have a free two hours. Yeah, no, I'm not that way (laughs) at all. I usually don't watch movies. Um, But it was a really fun way to spend the week was to revisit all these movies. And we spent probably, like, $15. I didn't even revisit. Watch them for the first time, right? Yeah, that's true. Other than Mm -hmm. the first, maybe the second. I saw the second one. I don't think I saw the third and fourth one until we'd watched them. Yeah. And we watched those back to back. Yeah. 
That was now fun. tonight, once we're done with this, in a minute, we're going to watch number five, Rogue Nation. That was my foot. Okay. I'm just kicking stuff with my feet. Stop it. Sorry. Yeah, I'm excited to see Rogue Nation. I think that um, the last one, Ghost Protocol, it definitely, because the female lead was Paula Patton, and she's obviously very beautiful, but they definitely, it, it, the film, the movie from the previous ones took a, like, sexy female lead turn like Carrie Russell Michelle Moynihan like they were all obviously beautiful but they're like not portrayed that way and Paula Patton they definitely used her sexuality and she was in this little bustier changing in the car and I was like huh this is definitely different than like the previous movies you just didn't really get this take who's the female in from the movies Rogue Nation um is it Ingeborga Dapkunenti. No. I don't remember. I'd have to like, I left my phone upstairs. Ingeborga Dapkunenti. My phone's charging, so I don't have it. I can't look at IMDb. Well, you know what they say. A phone charged is a podcast over. So, summary. Mission Impossible movies are great. This start, yeah, I mean, it started a, it started a franchise that mm-hmm. has lasted 22 years and, and counting. I'm sure mm-hmm. they're going to keep making them after this last one did better than all of the other ones. Yep. Um, and then it's based on an old TV show. Like, it's pretty pretty freaking successful. Yep. And Tom Cruise and himself is pretty successful. That's weird psychopath. <laughs> this was a year before Jerry Maguire, I think. Mm. So no one even knew who he was. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I just gave him a look. Yeah. Which you couldn't see on the podcast. Cocktail, Days of Thunder, Top Gun. Thank you. Yeah. We all know who Tom Cruise is. Mm-hmm. All right, he keeps his pants on unless he's dancing to Bob Seeker. Listen, he's in my Scientology fever dreams every night. <laughs> I have lots of fever dreams. I've been watching that Leah Remini show. Oh boy. Um, the moral of this story, outside of Mission Impossible, buy peanut butter porter, peanut chocolate peanut butter porter, pickled piper Peter pickled Peter picked a pickled piper chocolate peanut butter porter. All right. Buy those. They're delicious. Um, and let me know if you get one that's super peanut buttery, because I really want to know. Tell me, please. Uh, so we're trying out this new format. We'll see if it works. And if it doesn't, guess what? Back to the old format. Where Erica sings all the songs. And you don't get to hear it. But Erica, thanks for talking with me. You know it. Enjoy your wine. I I'll enjoy my beer. All day, every day. Can we go back to our separate rooms now? That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye everybody. Bye.